Hey, what's up, guys? It's Gemini21, a.k.a. Ray the Lamb, and this is Universal Chit Chat, b.k.a. Universal Spirit Music Aid. How's everybody's day going so far? Are you guys having a blessed day? I hope you're having a blessed day. If not, we're going to try to improve that. Um, so what I want to talk about is what is a blessed day to you guys? What do you guys look at a blessed day as being? Okay, so I'm going to listen to a quick music break real quick. And then I'm going to come right back with a couple questions and a couple you know, of my opinions on blessings, what they are, what kind of blessings people get, and how do you receive blessings, and what is the difference between a blessing and a curse, all right? So I'll be right back. guys this is gemini 21 back and i said that i wanted to discuss blessings with people okay so everybody can think that they're getting blessings everybody can think that they're receiving blessings from god but i've always been this type of person i believe that you can receive a blessing from more than one source i believe that you can receive blessings from a negative Force, and I believe that you can receive blessings from a positive force. So I believe that God blesses you when you do good things in his name. And I believe that the negative force can bless you also when you think do think negative things in a negative force's name. I believe that um, people get all types of blessings. I believe that people's also get all types of curses so blessings to me are good things and good fortunes good luck that happens in your life that you receive from doing good deeds and sowing good seeds positive seeds by helping others no matter what it is good that you do in your life i believe that there's a good seed that is sown and that one day you'll receive blessings back from that. I believe that people get blessings from turning to God and having faith in Him and in Jesus. I believe that when they follow the Word of God intentionally in their hearts to the best of their knowledge and that the best way that they can when they're truly trying to follow God and no one's you know able to knock them off track which means that they're not following the ways of the world i believe that people are will you know become more um blessed by god because i feel like they're trusting in god's word they're trusting in his love and his light and they're trusting in his guidance even if it's through him or the angels through jesus They're trusting in God. And by trusting in God, you let go of the worldly ways that have you conditioned to doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. And you're able to retrain your mind to think differently about the way that the world works. It works more in a manner of um, a spiritual way 
like it's more in tune you're more in tune with god and the universe rather than being um in tune with the things that are happening around you like people believe they have good luck and they say it's because they're carrying a a a rabbit's foot or because a four-leaf clover and you basically instead of being accustomed to all the the ways of the world which are people uh go out their way to grind and go to work and they say thank god you know like There are different types of blessings that people can receive and some of them don't all in ways include having to do anything to receive something. Um, Do not take counsel from the ungodly, meaning like don't take advice from the ungodly to get to where you're going because you might be listening to the wrong message and they might be telling you the wrong thing or the wrong way to get it because it's an ungodly way so don't follow the worldly ways but anyways like I said blessings we're talking about blessings okay so going from what I've broken down which is if everybody having a blessed day so is everybody having a blessed day what is going on in everybody's life out here today are you waking up faking God? Are you happy that you're breathing? Are you are you happy that you have another day to see? How is everybody feeling today? Do you feel down? Do you feel out? Do you feel slightly depressed? What are you feeling like today? That's what I really want to know. I want to know and understand how everybody else is out there feeling. So if you want to tell me how you feel, then you can come check me out. Come come visit me. Come contact me. Remember, in my bio, you will find me one way or another. You can contact me one way or another and communicate with me. Let me know how you're feeling. Let me know how your day is going. Let me know what's on your mind, you know. Um, I just really hope everybody is having a blessed day and that they're receiving the guidance and the help in the areas that they need it in and the support from the angels their guardian angels and the support from god that they need right now i hope that they're able to wake up in the morning and feel some type of positive energy that pulls them out of bed i hope that the light from outside the sunshine wakes that person up and wakes warms their heart warms their minds warms their bodies i hope that you know people once again are waking up blessed so i ask you again is everyone having a blessed day next i want to say what is a blessed day what is blessed about your day could it be that your family is blessed are things going phenomenally well in you and your family's life um do you and your family have everything that they need do you guys have clothes do you have food do you have shelter are you guys in good health and do you have love and peace and happiness that is resonating through your home through your work life if you guys have just wake up and can wake up into a beautiful day and nothing's going wrong for you then I would say that that is you having a blessed day. If you can wake up and say good morning to your family and your friends, that is having a blessed day. 
Um, another way that you can be having a blessed day is that you have a great job. Your job is great and you get paid good. You don't have any complaints from about your boss. Your boss loves you. You have a good position, which you could be a manager or a supervisor or the head of a team of any sorts. Um, this is, you, you, you could just be a person who always has a good job. You can have more than one job and you can have like two part-time jobs and one, you know, you can have a full-time job. You could be able to work at home and have two part-time jobs where you could go out and work, whatever the case may be. If you're having good luck in your career, then that is one, another type of blessing. Number, a number, um, uh, you got a, a blessing with your family and two, uh, I mean, B, your blessing in your in your job. Um, also, people could be having a great relationship with friends, their husbands, their boyfriends, their parents, their kids. People could be having great relationships with people around them, meaning that there's harmony, there's peace, there's joy, there's happiness between the two. So you could be going out with these people, your friends, your kids. You could be meeting up with them on a regular basis. Say you're meeting with your buddies every Friday and you're just having a good time, a great time. And it's the same thing all the time. You could have a great relationship with your kids and you're going to all their shows and their um, concerts at school and their award meetings and everything is just going so smoothly with the people in your relationships. You don't have any confrontations. You're not arguing with anybody. There's no drama. That is having a good, um, blessed relationship. That's having blessings in your relationships. You could have a strong and stable support system from these people. So you could have a lot of people around you who support you, who push you, who drive you to be the best you that you can be to succeed in life and to prevail. So there are just people who want to see you be positive and they want to see you go up the ladder and not down the ladder. You could also have people to turn to in a time of need um, when you're struggling, when you're having trials and tribulations, when you're having ups and downs in life, a good day, a bad day. You could have people around you that really support how you are feeling emotionally at that time. And if you're feeling down, there are people who will support you and they will stabilize your, help stabilize your emotions and help you come back up where you need to be. You don't have people who are going to leave you down in ditches. You have people who are going to turn to you and say, what do you need and not what we need from you? That means having great people, having a good support system, having strong and stable people in your life. And that means that they'll be there through the ups and downs, through the trials, tribulations, the struggles, the good times, the bad times. They are there. So that could be a good blessing that you have going on for you in your life with your family or your relationship, your friends, your parents, your boyfriend, your kids, whatever the case may be, having a shoulder to lean on you. So you could be able to turn to these people and tell them whatever you have going across your mind, ask them any questions and they wouldn't have a problem with being there and giving you their opinion and or their advice. Um, but you also want to make sure when getting advice from people, you want to make sure these are godly advices that you're getting. Something that directs you back to the spirit, back to God, back to the father. 
um, the father and the son because sometimes things people can give us advice in life that'll take us away from God and that's not the type of advice that we want we want things that direct us in his direction um, also something that could be good is when you have love um, when when love is received from different people in different ways and form, that could be a blessing. So you could receive love from a friend, and they could be there in a in like a terms of an endearment type of way. You could receive love from your children, and receiving that love from your children is unconditional. And you know that your children are always going to love you no matter what. Um, receiving love from a significant other as a protector or a security, someone who has your back no matter what the case may be, and also unconditional love. Um, you could also have love, once again, with your family members and knowing that your family is always going to be there for you and they should always be there for you. Having that kind of love in those areas of life is very important because a lot of people out here don't have that. Or they're not blessed to have people who love them that much. So just to have people who support you and love you in all those manners is a very good thing. That is a blessing in itself. Okay, so next to have good talent, to have good luck. There are some people out there who have a lot of good talents. You got people who know how to dance. You got people who know how to sing. You got people who know how to build. You got people who know how to paint. You got people who know how to write. You got people who know how to drive, who know how to ride bikes. You got people who know how to cook. There are so many different talents and so many different qualities that people can have that are good. And these talents are blessings. We have to look at these talents as blessings to ourselves because we would not be able to have these talented talents or be um, exceptionally good in these areas without the power of God, without God giving us this gift and saying, hey, this is what I want you to specialize in, then we wouldn't be able to do these things. So we also need to look at using those things in our life to better our lives when God has blessed us with the talent, he has blessed us with the ability to be able to succeed in life with no error because he made us good in this. So there's no reason we shouldn't be able to do a good job because He. this is what he made us good in. This is what he gave us talent in and gave us specialty, uh, made us a specialty to us to work in this field, to work with animals, whether it be tools, whether it be electricity whether it be um, to do all types of filing work, whatever it may be that you're good at. God could have just made you good at organizing, and that's where you're going with it. But there are different things in life that God gives us, and talent and creativity is one of the things that he gives us to be able to use to better ourselves and to push forward. So if God gave you good luck and talent, when you just have a knack for doing things or things just go right for you, then you want to use those things the best that you can to receive your blessings and achieve your blessings. But let's say it the other way around, to achieve your blessings and receive your blessings, okay? So if you, if you got some talent, you can get your blessings because that's a blessing in itself to have that talent. Use it to your best ability, okay? 
Now, are you always ahead? There, that is a blessing itself also. If you are a type of person who is always ahead of other people, you always ahead of yourself, and not in a bad way, but in a positive way. Like, if you're a person that is always succeeding, you always is the, one of the, the head of your class, or you always really popular in school, or you already, like, you're really popular in your neighborhood, or you're popular at work, and you always get the the first, you know, the first try. You're always the first in line. You're always, you know, you don't even have to be the first. You could be the, the 10 first people, one of the 10 first people, but regardless of the fact, you are always ahead you are always on the go. You are always one step ahead of others. You are always in the front of the line. You are always at the front. And you always, because you're a pusher and you're pushed to succeed and you push to go forward. So um, that would be another way that you are blessed in your life is that you have the motivation that you need to move forward and to push forward. Um, you are a very well-known person. You are well-liked Um individual so meaning that people really really take to you people love being around you people like you a lot and you are the people person so that is a blessing also that when people love to be around you and they love to surround themselves with you and surround you with their love and their life that is just beautiful okay so next these are some blessings, four types of blessings that you can receive, all right? So, um, our blessings can be turned into curses if we don't put God first. So, that's one thing you do got to know about blessings is that if you don't put God first, the same way that he can give it to you, he can take it from you. And when God gives you something, say God gives you a family, say God gives you children, say God gives you a beautiful house, how can you not show the person who gave you these gifts any type of appreciation and not expect them to want to take them back? That is a natural feeling by God. If he gives you something and you're not appreciative of it, he will take it back. Now, I'm not going to say, yo, I know God is going to take this back from someone because the chances are I don't know any I don't know any more than the, the person who is not appreciating God knows if he'll take it and when he'll take it but if that is something that God has a tendency to do which is if you don't show him any type of appreciation he'll take back what he gave to you so once again our blessings can be turned to curses if we don't put God first. So if we don't put God first, that marriage that we're in can turn to shambles and there could be arguing every day. The children that we love so much and that we have can disrespect us every day. The job that we have can can downplay us and life can be terrible because if you don't take the things that God gives you and you bless others and use it in a godly manner and remember God through everything that you do, you and your blessings will turn into crap. Like, just that simple. There will be nothing of it. There will be 
the worst to come out of the situation. Everything has two sides. So if you can't see the good in the situation, then you'll receive the bad in the situation. If you can't find the good out of the situation, which is God, then you will find the bad in a situation. Okay? Next. Next type of blessing. God will give some people easy blessings associated with economic wealth. It will seem as those blessings just fall into your lap with little to no work at all. So that's another type of blessing is that God will bless you with... God will bless you with things that you didn't even seem like you had to do anything to get. You didn't have to go nowhere. You didn't have to lift a finger. You didn't have to do nothing. And it just seemed like it was handed to you because a blessing might drop in your lap. God gives people blessings out of nowhere. And it could be for the smallest thing. And a person is unaware what they even did to receive the blessing. But you received that blessing because you were good to God in some type of way, some type of manner. You were good to God. And he'll just drop a blessing in your lap like, huh, this is a blessing just to show you. Hey, this is a blessing just to let you know. They'll just fall right into your lap. And those blessings sometimes come from seeds that are sold um, and just being a genuine God, a person of God, like a genuine child of God who loves God, put God first. God can throw something at you and you wouldn't even know why he was throwing it at you and what he was throwing at you, but take it as a blessing. You know, if you know you've been good and you've done something to receive it, just take it as a blessing and receive it, friend with it, okay? Um, Number three, another type of blessings. This says blessings are stronger than curses and we should never curse those that have been blessed by God. God protects his children and should fear him his wrath and his vengeance for it could be used on you for cursing and child of his so basically if you see somebody who's a child of God and they're receiving a blessing from God you should never talk down on them or you should never wish bad on them like that ah, well, I'm something I'm mad because they getting blessings or why they getting all that over there or they shouldn't even be getting that now they ain't no good person like you cannot be upset what god does for another person if god does something for another person let him do it because apparently they did something right to receive and even if they didn't do anything right that is not your business it's not your business to worry about what god does for other people you should want god to help other people you should never want think negative and have a negative mindset on other people, especially children of God, because apparently God chose them and they are his children for a reason. So why would you want to wish anything bad on his children? And if sometimes jealousy can prevent others from believing that, oh, well, I'm a child of God. And you'll be like, oh, well, you're not a child of God. And who said you was a child of God? Only, you know, people who say stuff like that, it's somewhat, like, jealous of what you have with God. And they don't want you to have the relationship that you do have with God. So, 
those type of people are the type of people who talk down on people who are getting blessings from God. God could send a lot, a thousand dollars to someone and you could be talking about how they don't deserve it and this and this and that. But who are you to say what someone else deserves and who are you to say what God should give to anybody else? If God gave it to them, he felt like there was a reason they deserved it and that there's a deeper reason why they received it and we're unaware of it, that's because we're not supposed to be. We're supposed to be worried about ourselves. We're not supposed to be worrying about the next person and what they're getting and what they're receiving. Because just like on the Last Supper, on the Last Supper, Jesus has his hand extended to the unrighteous and it's held downwards in the giving position, like putting it into the hand and on the um on his right hand, he's taking from the un taking from the righteous and what it looks like in there and this is just my opinion it could be just me but when i'm looking at the last supper is that he's receiving from he's taking which is receiving taking from the righteous and he is giving it to the unrighteous so to me that is a test of god's children because God's children, if you take something on on either side, on the unrighteous side or the righteous side, God's children are not going to, no matter whose side you're on, you're not going to turn on him because of what decision he chooses to make for the other side. So just because it's the opposing team, you're mad at him. No, if he chooses to give everything to the unrighteous and take it from the righteous, then the righteous should, no matter what, be faithful and love him no matter what he does with what is his. Because it's his to give anyways, number one. It's his to give. So how can you tell God who and who not to give something to? So if he chooses to give it to the unrighteous, then us as his children, his righteous children, should be there regardless of what unconditionally we shouldn't care it shouldn't change how we feel about him regardless and for those who they're being the unrighteous those who are unrighteous and they're getting stuff given to them no matter what somebody gives to them you know the whole point is to to love God enough to be able to see that how much he loves you God is giving you everything that he he loves you so much that he's taking from the ones he loves and he's giving it to the ones he wants to know that he loves them and his children will see the true meaning in behind his actions knowing why he's doing it they're not going to continuously sit there you know they could be in awe for a minute and confused but they're not going to sit there and be like oh well why is he doing this God's children will know why he's doing it. They won't fail him. They won't turn their back on him because they think, oh, well, he he bad anyways. Or he doing, he, he treating us better anyways. And we know we wrong. Like, there are people who could be like, well, why are you still giving me everything that I want? And I'm bad and you know I'm bad. Well, his true children would know that he would give them everything even if they were unrighteous or not good 
he will give them everything in order for him for them just to follow in his footsteps and that's all he wants is them to love him unconditionally enough and whether on the righteous side or the unrighteous side God's children will know why he's acting the way that he's acting and God is acting that way because he wants his righteous ones to prove to him that they love him so when so what he'll do is is he will take their blessings from them just to see if they'll get upset enough to turn their backs on him and change their minds and he'll give the unrighteous whatever they want because they don't believe in him and they don't follow him and they rebel against him so if he chooses to give them everything that they want then will they be able to see that he's doing this because he loves them he's taking it from who he does love and he's giving it to who needs it and apparently the unrighteous need to be loved they need to be loved and the unrighteous by understanding God's actions and knowing why God is giving these things to the unrighteous they say in their selves and their hearts well we know that they need the love and we'll be the bigger people we'll be the bigger person we'll be the bigger child and we're gonna let father give what we have to the unrighteous to the other ones because to to the other siblings because we know that they need it as much as we need it but even more they need the love that god gives the light that god gives the gift that god gives more than we need it because they need to see the way they're the ones who are lost they need god's help more because they're going in the wrong direction even if they're walking away from god they're walking in a whole total different direction and they can't see clearly so they need god more than we do because we can see clear we know which ways to go so if we mess up we're that much more guiltier because we messed up knowing the rules knowing the laws knowing which way to go knowing and being able to see the light we still messed up so we're guiltier if we do wrong than the unrighteous are because the unrighteous don't know any better and apparently they have to be taught how they were just being their self they're just being who they are if they knew better they would do better but us as children of god direct children of god we do better so that means we do know better so since we choose to do better that shows god that we know better when we mess up so we can't mess up the same way that the unrighteous mess up because we claim we know god and we came we claim we love him we claim that we're there that we understand him and that we're riding for him so when we mess up we are that much more guilty and responsible for our actions because we know better what it is that we were doing once again i say they do not know better about what it is that they are doing you know they they they're trying to learn better we're trying to train them to do better so if we as say like we're older siblings if we want to show our younger siblings how to do better or our twins and they just a little hard in learning if we want to show them how to do better we have to be the lead we have to lead the way and do better for them so they can follow our actions so us as we're children of god righteous children of god we are more responsible for our actions 
and for those actions who follow us. Because if we lead them down the wrong path, that's because we did that. We chose to lead them in the wrong directions and we chose to lead by negative instead of lead by positive. And God gave us a choice because he gave us a gift. He gave us him. And we should use the gift that he gave us and use it to help those who do need the help. And those who need the help are the ungodly, are the ones who are lost and can't find him, don't know which way to turn, don't know which way to look, and don't know which way to go. Those are the ones who need help. Okay? So, blessings are stronger than curses. And we should never, ever curse those that have been blessed by God. God protects his children. And he will definitely protect his children. God will send the wrath of a thousand swarms of bees down upon you. Look, I said it the best way I could. But he will, he, God will curse you for cursing his children so just know that it's a full circle it's a boomerang if you throw that boomerang it's gonna come around in that circle and it's gonna come right back and hit you because that is what energy and the force does that is what what the universe does if you throw something it's gonna come back it's got to come back full circle so it's going to hit you and you're you can't get out the path so you're in the path so if you throw something it's coming right back around to hit you so if you curse God's children or you have anything negative to say against God's children um any weapon formed against thy against me shall not prosper so any weapons formed against God's children will not prosper Okay, you won't go anywhere. You're going to run back into yourself. You're going to stop yourself in your own track. All right. Um, so number four, the type of blessing is the Bible talks more about blessings than curses. So the Bible does talk more about blessings than curses. Um, that's not a type. That's just a statement. So saying that. The Bible does. If you pick up your Bible and you read it, you'll see that the Bible states more about the blessings that people receive than the curses that people undergo. All right. So I was listening to a sermon and it was T.D. Jakes and he was basically saying that there are first and I couldn't even get into all three of these. OK, so I did not take them all down. But he was just saying that, let me see what I wrote down. Those who delight in the Lord, um, feeding themselves and nurturing themselves with the word of God and his love. And they shall thrive and grow like an unwithering tree from God's love running through their vines and stems so basically if you turn to God and you receive his word and you receive his love and you receive his truth and you receive his light it will nourish and feed your body it will nourish you like food nourishes your body like fruit like water it will run through your body it will it will you will your body will grow with it so you know when you have uh when you have something like like 
the orange and the citrus the citrus and the sweet and the juice that is inside of a orange starts producing at early stages of an orange's growth so if you are instilled with the word of god at a young age which all of us usually are instilled with the word of god most of us are sent to church with our grandparents some of us have very strict schools like religious catholic schools and stuff some of us have um very strict home lives that are very religious either way goes you were instilled with some parts of god and religion at an early age so when a tree is planted and the word of god is instilled in this in this tree which is the person it will bloom and it's always running through them you know it will grow and the more that you feed and water it's like water to a plant the more that you water this plant the more it will grow the more it will flourish so if you have the word of god in your life from the beginning then this is something now it's due to be able to come to the surface sooner or later it's like he said a caterpillar it starts out as a caterpillar but you want it to bloom into you want it to be able to bloom into a butterfly with no no faults no setbacks you want it to fly not fall you know you want to float not fail so basically those who delight themselves in the Lord feeding themselves feeding themselves with the word of God okay so that's one thing one of the first things he he had said and he was talking about and it made me think to myself like you know in life I I started out as a child who who might have been on a bad road and going down a bad path. But I remember that at a young age, I was instilled with God and the word of God. So the word of God was always there, no matter if I used it, no matter if it was used on me, the word of God was always there. And in order for me to bloom and flourish into what he truly intended on me being I had to take his word and apply it to my life and use it I had to use the word of God to as advice I had to take advice from the spirit from God from from the angels from the universe I couldn't take advice because one thing he says is do not seek counsel from the ungodly I couldn't take advice from people who didn't know anything about God. I couldn't take advice from people who didn't know anything about the spirit, who weren't in tune with life at all, because they would be leading me in the wrong direction. Some people can lead you in the wrong direction and not in the right, no matter how good their advice may sound. Some people can tell you to do the wrong thing and then you be focused on the wrong things in life. 
some people can get you focused on ungodly things these worldly ways like oh i just gotta worry about hustling i got to get money i got to keep money i want to hustle for jewelry i gotta get this jewelry that's important i got to have the, the hottest shoes the hottest name brand outfits out here you know like that could get people that's worldly things and it could be oh well i just want to get up every day so i could please these people but what about pleasing god every day you know it was putting God first and not this world. Putting this world last and God first. So what I wake up every morning and I do is I try to please him first. My thing is if I wake up in the morning focused on him and how to make him happy, then I'm doing a good job in my life because that's my priority. If I make him, if I take care of everything else that I need to do, but I also within doing these things, make sure that I'm focused on him the whole way through things go a lot better and they end up a lot better in my life they turn out a lot better I mean because I was focused on him I put him first and I want to make him happy if I can make him happy then he can make me happy and that's just the way it goes if we make him happy he has the happiness to make us happy I mean us happy one thing you can't do in life is you can't give love you can't not give love to others and expect them to have the love to give back so i feel that same way with god that you cannot expect to not show god any attention any love any appreciation expect him to show you anything back because first of all how does he have it not to give back People think that they be out here loving God and everything, but sometimes you be loving the wrong person. Sometimes you be loving the wrong one, and he don't be receiving them feelings that you be having of overwhelming, unconditional love. Sometimes he is not the one who is receiving it because we are directing our our emotions onto a given image or to another force or energy that exists that we have created in our own minds and fed life to because we manifested by saying that it is or saying that it, it's real or or trusting in it and that is why god said do not uh, do not worship any driven images or any false idols because you can turn around and you can receive blessings from a false idol also if you create something with a negative energy and feed it with a ne- negative energy or feed it like you can't give nothing the name of god so that's negative in itself that's a sin in itself if you feed something with sin and you bloom grow it with sin and then it's going to be sin so you're not going to receive the blessings because you're receiving the blessings. You might be actually receiving the blessings. Let me take that back. But those those blessings are not coming from God. They're coming from the false image and the false God that you have created within yourself. And when so many people just say you got like five people who believe in this supposed false God and these five people can bring that person to life because they're acting out this God. They're being this God. They're acting out the manners and the characteristics of this particular God that they claim. Okay, so first of all, you need to make sure that you got the right God, that you talk to the right one, that you direct your blessings in the right direction so that you can receive them from the right direction. Okay, so what else? 
like if someone loses weight okay so this one I was talking about I was writing when I was writing I was thinking about this I was thinking about what he was saying like sometimes other people can have blessings and you not know that other people have blessings because you don't look at what they got as a blessing but they look at what they got as a blessing so somebody could have received 20 cent and to them that's a blessing because it's 20 cent and maybe the 20 stands for something and they know that God it sticks out from God and he's you know whatever the case may be people out there receive blessings and sometimes we don't look at them as blessings but other people look at them as blessings I'm going to say it again. It's not for you to worry about. You need to stop worrying about them and worry about yourself. Because at the end of the day, God blessed you the way that he blessed you. And God blessed them the way they blessed them. So remember when I said there are good blessings, there are bad blessings. There are. But it's not for you to worry about. Worry about your blessings and if they're good and if who they're coming from is a good source. Or if who they're coming from is a bad source. You don't worry about the next person's blessings because it's their blessings. No matter where it came from, it's their blessings. Because the blessings that we think are from God um, could actually be from another negative source. And the, 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 the blessings that we think are negative that people are getting, we could be like, oh, the devil blessed them with that. They got that because of this. They got that because of that. We really don't know why they got what they got. But they received what, that what they received because someone gave it to them. And that someone was God no matter if it was in a negative manner some people could receive blessings to receive karma we don't know why they do it but in the truth of the matter is is that it's not your business in the first place that's why God gonna keep giving it to them it's because it's not your business what they getting it's not your business how much they getting you don't think that God think in his mind like oh they're gonna be mad at me for giving these people all of what I got and I they didn't get it yeah, because that's the test. God takes from the righteous and he gives to the unrighteous to see how will the uh, the righteous react. You're going to be mad? You're going to take your love from him? You're going to change everything you've been saying? You're going to change how you've been feeling all this time? No. So don't worry about what nobody else got. Don't hurt, hurt don't take away anything from anybody else just because they getting something that you're not getting and you don't think that they deserve it don't say oh well they don't deserve that they don't need to get that why is they getting that that's such a hater and a hater is not of god a hater god that god does not want a hater he does not want to breed haters so why would you hate on somebody else for what they have because they have something that you don't Go out there and try to get the same thing or bless them for what they have because maybe you can get the same thing one day. You know, wherever God may have blessed someone that you feel that don't need to be blessed. Go say that. Yep. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It don't matter. He gave him that blessing. But anyways, that was all blessings. I'm about to wrap it up, y'all, before I get cut off real quick. This is Gemini 21, a.k.a. Ray the Lamb, you are listening to Universal Chit Chat, BKA Universal Spirit Music 8, and I will be back with some music. I'm going to come with another another topic, too. This is so random. So I'm about to randomly come with another topic. I hope you all enjoyed it. Life like this 
is what your life like Try to live the life right People really know you push your buttons like type right This is like a movie but it's really very lifelike Every single night right Every single fight right I was looking at the gram and I don't even like lights I was screaming at my daddy told me it ain't Christ like I was screaming at the referee just like Mike Looking for a bright light Seagull what your life like Riding on a white bike Feeling like a sight bike Pressing on the gas Supernova for a night light Screaming at my dad and he told me it ain't Christ like but nobody never tell you when you're being like Christ yeah. Only ever seeing me, yeah. only when they need me Like if Tyler Perry made yeah. a movie for BT yeah. Searching for a deity yeah. Now you wanna see it free, now you wanna see it free yeah. Let you see it through your piece yeah. Tell me what your life like, yeah. turn it down a bright light Stretch Driving with my, my dad and he told me it ain't Christ like I'm just trying to find, yeah. I've been looking for a new way yeah. I'm just really trying not yeah. to really do the fool way I don't have a cool way, yeah. being on my best though Lock yeah. up on the text though yeah. Not another word, let a picture or a desmo Wrestling with God, I don't really wanna wrestle so. Man, it's really lifelike, everything in my life Arguing with my dad and he said it ain't Christ-like Some advice, he starts spazzing on me. I start spazzing back. He said, They ain't Christ like. I said, ah! up guys gemini 21 aka ray the lamb you are listening to still universal chit chat it's random aka bka universal spirit music 8 okay 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 so i'm back and i was just listening to my last cast and i was thinking to myself like okay um haters i wanted to come to y'all with the subject of haters what are haters to me? Haters are people who hate. They have hate inside of them. That's what I think a hater is. A hater is someone who has hate inside of them and they project it to the outside of them on another person or they have hate for another person or they hate on another person. Um, I think that is what a hater is. And real quick, I'm going to look up the definition of a hater. All right. A hater. A hater is a person who greatly dislikes a specified person or thing. A man hater. <laughs> a people hater. A cake hater you know what I mean like even some stupid right but um a hater is someone who seriously does not like someone or something and um a hater is someone who that makes it a person who has hate inside of them so if you are a hater and you're hating on someone else and what they're doing you 
are a hateful person. <laughs> so, like, just say that. It's just, just the truth. It's just, there's no come out sounding crazy, but it's just the truth. Like, if you looking at this, if you're a female and you're looking at another female and you like, oh, I don't like what she got on. You know, why is she wearing her clothes so tight? You kind of, like, why do you dislike so much what this person has on? Um, you know, unless it offends you. Maybe that's the wrong uh, type of example. But all examples are still going to have that on the other side of it. What if this, you know is really offending this person in a matter because you got to be considerate of other people's emotions. But still, a hater is like, oh, I don't like them shoes that girl got on. Why she want to wear them? Why she want to wear them? So why is you hating on what this person got on? Why does it matter to you so much what this person has on? Um... Why do you dislike it? Why does it bother you? If you don't have a reasonable explanation to why something disgusts you or makes you dislike it, then why do you come off disliking it? That is a hater. That is what the definition of a hater is. And <clears throat> the only type of people who hate are hateful individuals so even if you are an individual who say you go to church and you could be think that you high and mighty above everybody else but you could be a person who does not accept others as they are and you could be that same person who don't want to let somebody inside the church because you don't like the way that they're dressed or you could not want to let somebody inside the church because you don't like the way that you know their beliefs or what they believe in God said come as you are come all come as you are you know what I mean? And he may not have said them exact words like I just said it right there. But basically, and what God teaches us is he teaches us to accept everybody for who they are. So who gives you the right to judge another individual for what they are or what they are doing? I mean, we are all hypocrites. I'm going to say that right now. We are all hypocrites. We all contradict ourselves in one way or another in some matter we contradict ourselves we say one thing and we do another like we are a contradiction ourselves we um we definitely contradict ourselves because one set of side of us is good and one set of side of us is bad and that we get from God and I'm going to talk to talk to y'all about the contradictions of what I say contradictions of God in the next <laughs> little in the next flick flicky flick show whatever you want to call it but um basically we all have a good and bad side but to be a hater is to be someone who dislikes a person or dislikes what a person does 
because it's not what they agree with or you know or even just for no reason like have you ever seen them people who come in the room and they be like uh they might say to you you might be even one of your friends and that's you know okay if it is one of your friends but it could be one of your friends and they could be like oh well I can't wait to, to I can't you know what I'm saying I, I just don't I just don't like this person and I don't know why I don't like them but I can't wait for something to happen so I can have a reason sure I need a reason not to like that person have you ever heard people say things like that like I need a reason not to like her I need a reason not I need a reason to beat this bum up you know dudes on the street you you done heard it before so that is a hateful person because if you have generally hateful emotions for someone who has not yet to meet you or do anything to you you haven't even given this person half of a chance to show you that they are a good person and generally you're supposed to see people's good side before you see their bad side you're supposed to see the best out of a person before you seek the worst so even if you do see somebody's bad side put their good over their bad but how can you just approach somebody or let somebody approach you and then the first thought that you have is this mm, I don't like something about this person. I don't know what it is, but I just can't put my finger on it. But I just don't like them. It's something I don't like. Now, we all know what instinct is. And we'll talk about that another time, too. We all know what instinct is. And, yes, instinct is strong. Intuition is strong. You got gut feelings that'll tell you when somebody is a bad person, when it's just something not right about a person. And I can't put my finger on it. You'll say the same thing. I just can't put my finger on it. But sometimes you got to give people chances. Unless it's like a really strong feeling that has something to do with like something that's really deep, really strong. You got a feeling like somebody could be really dangerous or you got to be got a feeling that they're going to do something really, really wrong to you. Like if it isn't one of those intuition type feelings, then you should give a person a chance to be a better person than what you assume that they are or what you think that they are. You shouldn't hate on a person for what they wear. You shouldn't hate on a person for, because for real, what a person wear, it might be the way that they, their way of saying, this is who I am, you know? Some women don't dress the same as other women. And why would you feel that a person should dress the same way as you just because you like to dress this way that person might like to dress another way you know they don't have to like the same things that you like that's what it is about when a person how a person dresses and you honestly at the end of the day unless a person is in your personal space should have nothing to say about what a person wears if you go outside and a person offends you, it's like this. This is a very large world. People are everywhere and it's a free place to roam. Look the other direction. Now, there are some things that we got to draw the line on. Everybody knows where to draw the line at. If you just walk outside naked, that's probably going to be a problem. <laughs> so you wouldn't want to do that. But everybody knows there is a place to draw the line. 
So that's what I think about what people wear and when it comes to people judging and talking about the different clothes and different shoes. Let a person be them. Let them express themselves the way that they choose to express themselves because you cannot determine who God chose for them to be. You cannot determine who God wants them to grow to be, to bloom to be. It could be a person who is very flamboyant and masculine at the same time. It could be vice versa, a person who's masculine and feminine um, at the same time. Whatever, however people are put together, whatever mixture they come with, leave them alone. Let them be them because they're being them because that's who they are. They're them. And them is not you. You are you and them are them. God made you to be you and them to be them. So that's who they're being. And being them makes them different than you. Because being them is being different from who you are. Because you are you. And they are them. You know? So, um, other than that, what are some other ways that people hate... Like, you can hate on a people's way. Once again, I say, I say, I say, God made you the way that you were supposed to be. If God didn't intend on you being shaped and formed the way that you were formed, even if you have a disability, even if you have just a simple ailment, um, even if you have marks or bruises or things on your body that are like just, you know, there forever, or scars, whatever, whatever comes up through your life, like, there are some people who got scars, and these scars inspire them for other things, like, they change them in different types of ways, like, they make them a whole new person, because they got this scar, this scar made them stronger, this scar made them more confident, this scar gave them more, raised their self-esteem, where you would think that at first, maybe it lowered it, you know, so there are things you could never be ashamed of what God gives you and does to your body. Like if you big, then you just big. And if you little, then you just little. And if you God meant for you to be shaped any differently, he would make you differently. Didn't he? You know, I got a random thought, random thought, which is have anybody ever thought to themselves or realized that when they not happy with themselves, why they can't change it? If you're not happy with the way that God made you, don't you ever wonder why you can't change it? Because you're not happy with the way God made you. That's why you can't change it because you can't seem to understand yet why God made you that way. And that's the problem, is instead of understanding why God made you the way that he made you, people are busy running around trying to figure out how to change what God made them. Just like that. People run around trying to change what God has made them, and it's not their decision because this vessel... Our vessels belong to God. We belong to God. And we have to accept it at the end of the day. Because whether we accept it or not, he knows it. It's still there. It still exists. It still is. It's still prominent. Is that the word? I wish. I hope I said the right word. And don't nobody going to look it up on me. Just in case I didn't say the right word. 
but it still exists. The fact exists is, is that we belong to him and he makes the decisions for our lives. We can try to veer our controller in the direction that we would like to go, but at the end of the day, we're still going to head, we're going to end up where he wants us to be. So we could steer our controller and think we're going off track if we want, but he knows us. And our track, our path is designed to lead us to our destination one way or another. We can make it good, we can make it bad. Like if you fight and you be falling and you fight and you, you could fall hard or you could fall soft. It's just that simple. You falling out the sky, you could fall hard or you could fall soft, you know. You could prepare for the landing. You could brace yourself. You could fall soft for a jump. We ain't going to say a fall. We're going to say a jump. You jump off the porch. You could prepare yourself. You could brace yourself for a stable landing. And you could land on your feet. Or you could flip out, trip out try not to understand you know not you know not take your time you could go too fast you could just you know not pay attention and you could fall and you could hurt yourself by accident or you could just decide that you want to act crazy and jump in the air and just jump forget the rules and you could land hard and bust your butt you know so I say that is you know how did i get to this okay you could you could fall hard and you can bust your butt i didn't got all off track on y'all right now but anyways let me bring it back to what i was talking about in the first place which is a hater okay because see that's what i'll do and that's what i want to do is i want to get to talking and i want to get to going to where i forget where i started at and I'm back. So we talking about haters. And one way is a person to be a hater is their weight. And you, like I said, your weight, you are who you are. You are who God chose you to be, you know. And regardless of who you choose, you want to be. God chose you to be who you're going to be. And he created you the way he created you on purpose. And even if you go off track, he going to get you back on it. You own it. You're going to land the way that he chose. If you can fight, you can make it, you can put up a fight, but you're going to land where he wants you to land at. But you can land as hard as you choose to land yourself, you know. You don't have to land hard. You don't have to fall hard. You don't have to hurt yourself. You can brace yourself for this, for this landing, you know, and act right. Pay attention, focus, look straight, all right? So that's what I said, and that's how I got to that point. But um, next, you can be a hater because you can hate on a person's homing situation, their life situation. Oh, this person got more than I got. Oh, this poor person doing better than I am. Well, did you ever think for a second that if you weren't paying attention to what this family was doing over here, then you could pay more attention to what your family was doing over here. Maybe you can't focus on what your family is doing and you can't do good and you can't succeed and you can't move forward because you're too focused on somebody else's situation. And when you focus on somebody else's situation, you put their situation before yours and it's also a weight. It's a weight that's holding you 
back from being able to go forward. You got somebody else's problems and there's somebody else's life and somebody else's situation on your brain. And now you can't focus clearly on what you need to do correctly. And I said it correctly, correctly, correctly for you to do, to get what you get the blessings that you deserve or get the things that you're supposed to receive. You can't get the harvested fruits of what you have planted the seeds of and they not ripened and it's not ready. You're not ready time for you to get your blessings back because you haven't even been planting the seeds because you've been too worried about the other crops and what's going on over there. Where they plant their seeds at? How they plant their seeds? Why they, why they fruit growing so fast? Why is it so much of it? Why is you paying attention? Because why you worried about what somebody else is doing, that's why you might not have nothing. That's why you might not have much. That's my, why you not got a lot going on. Because everything else is important. You can't see what you have. Even if you have a small crop, you can't see what you have because you're worried about what they have. And what you have may be more than what the next person has. What you have may be more than what another you may what you have may been you may have grown faster than somebody else have grown. Maybe they planted their seed at the same time as you planted your seed. But they still they seed still ain't ain't started growing yet. It still didn't even root itself, you know? But your blessings is there. And it may not be as big as the person in front of you, but you might be is bigger than the person behind you. And you might think to yourself, well, let me plant a seed and give some to the person behind me. If you see life in a different way, if you stop worrying so much about what the person in front of you got, then maybe you can you can see what the person behind you got that can make you see what you got. And maybe if you see what you got and what the person behind you got, you may want to help the person behind you and helping the person behind you might help you and that person in front of the person who's already in front of you. You never know. It may move you three steps ahead. Instead of two steps ahead, you step back, help that person behind you, and it can send you three steps ahead and you could be ahead of the person who was in front of you in the first place. But you got to focus on what you got going on, what's going on around you, you know? You see somebody else down there with you, you try to help them up with you. You don't get up. You don't leave them by themselves. You don't get up and keep it moving. You 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 get that person, you grab them and you take them along with you. You take them with you and you journey ahead and two is better than one two is stronger than one two heads are better than one so you might get there first and you might get there i don't want to say first because that came out wrong but you might get further than the person who was ahead of you when you was by yourself if you help the person who's down there with you who's back left back there with you okay so that's what i gotta say don't be a hater because while you hating on somebody else you're hating on yourself by hating on someone else, you're hating on yourself because you're so busy hating on someone else that you can't see what you got already. You can't see what God has given you, the gifts, the things that God has given you. And that's what I got to say, Gemini 21, a.k.a. Ray the Lamb. 
you were just listening to Universal Chit Chat, BKA Universal Spirit Music A, and that was a random drop. That it was a random chit chat, Universal Chit Chat drop. Go check me in the bio if you want to get on here and talk to me. If you want to you know do a a little segment with me if you got an opinion if you got an idea check out my bio my bio gonna lead you one thing to another every site every little mini website website whatever my face social um social media i mean anything that you go to is gonna lead you back to something to me and you're gonna be able to contact me email me in some type of way phone call shoot me a text whatever the case may be please be a part of this support me i'm trying i'm doing my best and we gonna do this. All right. All right, you guys. That was my um random drop segment. Um, little chit chat information on haters and what to me my opinion what haters are so up next is a couple of songs about some haters all right Okay, what's up, you guys? Gemini 21, a.k.a. Ray the Lamb. This is Universal Chit Chat, BKA, Universal Spirit Music 8. And um, I've been talking to you guys about stuff randomly all day. And so I randomly talk to you guys about the shepherd and the sheep, the shepherd and the sheep. So what I'm going to do, and this is how it happened. This says meditations and songs, just by the way. It says meditation and psalms. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this article that I'm reading and I'm going to start reading it. I'm going to start reading it right here, right now, while you guys are listening to me. But of course, I'm going to start reading it and I'm going to spark a conversation with myself. <laughs> All right. And I said it. I did. I said it. I said I'm going to spark a conversation with myself. All right. And I'm going to comment on the things that I'm reading. I'm going to give my opinion. I'm going to start going off into other conversations. I'm going to start talking about stuff on my own. Away from this, I'm going to veer off. And this is how my conversations with God get started. Okay? So, the true shepherd. The Bible uses the imagery of shepherds and their sheep in numerous places as a metaphor for the relationship between God and man kings and their subjects and other leaders and those following them so right there bam i want to stop and i want to say okay what i feel like that is saying is that god as a shepherd okay so a lot of people couldn't understand why there was slavery 
and why how did this come about and when people said oh it's been there like I just knew when I was saying it I'm like oh it's been there for a long time slavery has always been around it's always been a part of of life and it's just it, it didn't just come from anywhere and that is where slavery came from is because a shepherd and his sheep his sheep flocked for him you know and it's almost like a master over and it's not really slavery because that would be the wrong word but it's um it's a leadership and the shepherd is the shepherd and the master the boss the controller over the sheep so the sheep respect and love the master for taking care of them for loving them so much that they in return love him by appreciating him and doing what he says and being faithful to his word and to his law um so god is a shepherd and our bosses our bosses take care of us not no 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 we know how the real world is and we know that some people ain't right some people is wrong but our bosses are supposed to take care of us and pay us and they give us incentives is that the word they give us um based on our our behavior based on our conduct based on our production what we are able to produce at work they treat us accordingly and we get paid they take care of us that feeds us that take care of our families our homes um if we get raises you know we get taken care of in life in general because of our bosses and those are who are we supposed to abide by when we go to work because that particular business this is what we work for this is who we work for and these people are in control over our income you know he put them over control of certain things deliberately for a reason um it says right here it's a metaphor and the metaphor for the relationship between God and man, kings and their subjects, kings and subjects, kings and their subjects, they are told to do a, a, a lot of things by the king, and the, but the king is still in charge. The, the subject may not like everything that the king is telling them to do, um, but he still is in charge of what they're supposed to to be doing and he's in charge of their well-being and um it says in here that see the king could have a kingdom and he's in charge of that kingdom and he's in charge of the well-being of the kingdom and he's in charge of how they eat and how they sleep and their safety and their well-being so that is like what God is to us and like how our fathers and and children, parents and children, we are under them and we, they are, they're superior to us and we are to submit and listen to what they say and do what they think is best for us because they know what's best for us. Um, so a shepherd knows what's best for his sheep and there for him to lead his sheep, his sheep must trust in him and must listen to him, you know? So, 
so between it's it's basically saying like this has been a, I mean it's not basically saying that this has been around but I'm saying that this has been around for a very long time which is um a leader and a follower a leader and a follower so the leader is the shepherd and the follower are the sheep and God will guide you and he okay so here we go ding 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 I didn't even get all the way through this, but I should read some more. But I want to talk about how the wolves and the sheep, that's what I want to talk about. Okay? See how it just worked like that? We have sheep and we have wolves. And the wolves, the sheep are here for a reason and the wolves are here for a reason. The wolves are here and were created to be vicious and to be protective and protect God and protect the word of God and protect God's children. So the wolves are not vicious by accident. The wolves are vicious on purpose because this is how God made them. God wanted them to be protecting and be courageous and be brave and be fierce and be you know god wanted things to fear the wolves so god created the sheep god created the sheep because the sheep were gentle and showed god's love it showed how gentle and loving god was they were very non-judging they just minded their business and stayed in their own little world and didn't bother nobody there's a reason for that sheep sheep are like now we're going to talk about sheep first i said you know wolves but we're going to talk about sheep first sheep are like bait (laughs) that's what i want to say sheep are there for a reason they are meek they are nervous they are anxious or fidgety uh, how should you say like they're easily startled also so even if i'm saying the wrong word i'm trying to get the right ones out they're easily startled and easily moved and and scared so you can scare them and make them have panic attacks and a sheep a lamb a sheep a they'll paralyze up a goat that's still like the same in the same family sort of but um there's this going to shock into a panic attack and going to shock and then they'll fall over and be paralyzed and just be stuck you know and that's because God made them and and they really don't have no defense mechanism I'm sorry if I keep jumping they really don't have no defense mechanism so there's nothing that they can do to protect themselves if something was to try to harm them they're just gonna stiffen up and fall over because they can go in shock you know and he made them in, like that on purpose because they are defenseless and they're helpless. And God provided the wolves to lead the sheep back to him. And he made them defenseless and need to do... They, What other choice did the sheep have but to depend on something else to protect them? So... All the sheep's job was to do was to sit there idle and just mind his business and be what God set it here to be, which was innocent and defenseless and unknowing, you know, 
if God set the sheep here to be that way, then us as the wolves, we were taught and bred to protect them and guide them back to God. So that was the job of both of them. So one, the wolves were meant to run you back to God and the sheep were meant to test the wolves because if the wolves couldn't help but want to eat one of the sheep or secretly desire inside of their own little minds that they wanted to eat the sheep and thirst after them, then God could not trust them as wolves. So they were tested. And if the sheep could not understand, could not find their way, you know, or listen and trust God without trusting the wolves, you know, if the sheep could trust God without trusting the wolves, that was a test for them, is that they had to follow the wolves, but they could not trust the wolves. The reason that the wolves were were scaring them was to scare them back into the direction of God, not to trust them and trust them and fall into their trap. You know, so that was a test in itself for the sheep. I hope I said that right. So, however, this analogy predates the Old Testament in Akkadian, Babylonian, and Sumerian texts, as in the Code of Hammurabi, kings are correlated with shepherds. Kings are correlated with shepherds. So kings and shepherds are somewhat of the same thing. Understandably, the comparison was made because of the pastoral culture back then. Shepherding was integral to the lives of the ancient people of the Middle East and surrounding areas. The daily task of shepherds provided a likeness to political and spiritual spheres where kings were shepherds of their subjects and God was the shepherd of all his creation. So where kings were subject subject of their shepherds and gods were subject, I mean, were shepherds of all creation. So God is a subject, uh, sorry, I keep saying that. God is a shepherd of all creations. He shepherds he leads the way he take cares he nurtures he cares for he protects and he guides all creations and a king to his subject is the same thing a king shall guide the kingdom in the right direction shall protect the kingdom from harm shall make sure that the kingdom has food to eat because you know the farms and all that other stuff that the king and the shepherd are alike shepherding was okay i said that already the daily task of shepherds okay i said that already my bad a shepherd had to protect feed care for and increase his flock because not only were sheep a food source but also they were wool was an important and renewable economic resource so also uh, a shepherd had to do a lot like protect his flock he had to make sure they ate like I said 
he had to care for them, like make sure that they were in good health, make sure that they were in good condition, um, and also, well, well, what they're saying is the sheep were food, so they, the sheep were food, <laughs> the sheep were food, and it's sad to say that, okay, bait, and that's why we're gonna say food, bait. So with the wolves, as I just told the story, is that the wolves would set out to eat us. And there were not good wolves that were, you know, out to eat us. Uh, But we, as we were also provided as children of God, sometimes some sheep wonder and some sheep wander and get lost and some sheep get tainted and some sheep are no good they have no wool they're sick they're tainted I'm saying this because this is my opinion but sometimes those sheep who are say like the weak links make it devoured <laughs> like the weak links that break the chain and make it weak and able to get through may be devoured wild because they're you know they're not being strong and they're being instead they're trusting the wolves you know and when you trust the wolf you'll get eight so that's how I want to say that what they just said which was that the sheep were provided as food um I think that that's the thing that has got to do with the bible because I personally do not feel like the sheep are supposed to be food I feel like I don't I don't eat meat and I feel like you're not supposed to eat meat and I'm gonna go into that real quick I feel like you're not supposed to eat meat because I think that the Ten Commandments states that thou shalt not murder thou shalt not kill and I think that if you eat meat that is partaking in the murder of an animal, of a flesh and blood animal. Now, I feel like fish is the same thing, but I think there's a reason that there are plenty of fish, but I still do eat fish, but I may not for too much longer, but I do still eat fish. I feel like um, though flesh and blood, meat and veins and all of that, I feel like flesh and blood is a sin. When you eat it, you commit a sin. So you're eating the sin, which creates the sin within you that continues the sin on and makes you a sinner and makes you continue to sin. So that's how I feel. I feel like sin, eating sin makes you sin. And I feel like continuing to put sin in your body makes you continue to sin. Um, it's easier to without a problem. I think it's easier to refrain from doing wrong things when you don't indulge in sin and self-satisfaction. Self-satisfaction is eating an animal that is for your own satisfaction. You don't need it. You don't have to eat it. You can get your nourishment somewhere else, but you choose to eat this one particular thing and you choose to create pain and suffering. I'm sorry, some people, it's not going to like this because they be eating meat, but it's the truth. You can skip past this real quick if you want to, but I feel like people who eat meat, it's a self-satisfaction thing. They 
can see and watch something suffer while they are satisfied in their belly for 20 minutes for what it tastes like. And I feel like that people eat meat, but then they don't know what God looked like. And I know that with my conversations with God, he said to me one day, and yes, he did. He said to me one day, he said, how can you eat something that you don't, and you don't know what I look like? How can you kill anything if you don't know what I look like? So that made me think like, wow, how could I eat something and condone it being killed if I don't know what God look like or what he's made of? And I know that he's everything. That's what I hear in history and and from other people and my elders is that God is everything. When I read something in the Bible, I learn things. I learn that God is all things, you know. Another thing is, is that when you when you eat this food, would you really want to, like, eat your, like, would you really want to eat your, your pet? Like, who says that a dog and a cat can't be eaten, but a chicken and a cow can? Who made up the rule in life to say that you can eat, uh, you can eat a turkey, but you can't eat a parrot? That's not fair. And who can make up them rules? Nobody but God. And God did not make up them rules. Remember that, people. God did not make up them rules. If you've been walking around lately and you've been thinking about, like, oh, I really don't like meat that much. I've been refraining from eating meat like that. I really don't like the feathers. I really don't like the fangs. I really don't like the fat. I really don't like the blood. I really don't like to clean it. I really don't like this. I really don't like that. Then maybe it's just not for you. Maybe meat is not what's on your agenda for the day you know maybe you're making yourself eat it because everybody else eat it and it's a trend and everybody else likes to eat it it's like a pit bull once you start to eat it and get that flesh and blood in your system then you start to craving it and then you start to need it you start to want it all the time you got to get it got to have it and it becomes like uh, i've got to have it's like you get a relapse if you don't eat meat and you get to getting angry and vicious and you get mad and you snap at somebody and they be like what's wrong with you and you be like it's just girl I ain't just I just ain't had no meat and I need to eat me some meat and if you notice when you just be more aggressive when you eat meat this is my opinion remember this is my opinion I said if you don't like it you can come on who passed it but I feel like that is you know um uh, you, your, your body tell you things. Your body will give you signs of what you like, what you need, and your body will do what you know what you need better. If you just never been fond of meat, then walk away from it. I'm, in, I am encouraging you to walk away from meat. Yes, I am. Um, I'm not trying to be judgmental. That is not what I want to do. I'm not hating on nobody for eating meat. I used to eat it. It was good. But guess what? Even though meat is good, I choose to show self-discipline and show God that I see the bigger picture. I see the bigger reason of why we are not supposed to hurt each other or hurt anything else because other things have feelings. What if one day somebody chop our head off because they want to eat us? That's not fair. You know, you got to think about what's right and wrong in life. And God is all about right and wrong. It's about right and wrong, good and bad and right and wrong. 
and he wants you to do what's right. And what's right, I just don't believe, would be to take one of his animals that he put here and eat it. Now, you got a lot of people who going to do the opposite. Let them do what they doing. Remember we was talking about earlier about letting people do what they do? Let them do what they do. If they all want to go jump off the, off the cliff, let them go do what they doing. You can't stop them because while you're holding them tight, it's trying to stop them. They're going to drag you with them. So if all them people is over there and they eating meat, and it's for them, and they like it, then let them eat that meat, and let them like it on their own. You do not have to like meat and eat meat just because everybody else eat meat. Ooh, I want to eat a steak. Ooh, I want to eat some, um, I want to eat some neck bones. Ooh, I want to eat some chitlins. First of all, I don't even eat chitlins. I've never ate chitlins. I will never eat chitlins. It's just not me. It's already bad enough that people eat the main parts of the body but the fact that they, they got they got to go deeper into the guts and into the inside internal organs of an animal why do you got to, why you got to eat that let me let me ask you this oh you got me on the subject yes you have look <laughs> why do you want to eat the inside of another mammal's body another animal another mammal they got two legs they got two arms they got two eyes they got lungs they got a heart they got a liver all the same things you got and you want to open it up and you want to take their insides and you want to cook it and you want to eat it yes i wish i had a a a, a clap and a paw thing right now or woo girl you saw right i had an audience right now for this because and i probably will go get a little fake audience but this is so true like why do you want to bludgeonly murder and cut something else open and take their insides and eat them because you're not eating the whole animal you may eat different parts of a different animal but you're eating pieces of one particular animal why do you want to eat piece of animal up like that why would you want to take a little itty bitty frog's legs and suck them clean like think about the baby frog think about the baby chicken think about the baby turkey think about the baby squirrel think about the baby alligator think about the baby think about the baby what's wrong with people and this is me i am i do i sound like i'm judging but for real it's just very plain sight it's saying i forgot to put some emotion into this it's plain sight and it says thou shall not kill so when you think about that do you have to think about the people who doing it they don't even know how messed up a person they is honestly they don't even know how messed up people they is for them to be sitting there cutting down on some meat on some flesh on some animal on some that's breathing and breathing and looking and blinking at me like why is you cutting on this animal that's blinking at me this this animal screamed out in pain you what's wrong like think about yourself and i told you if you don't like it you can skip past this part um but you putting down an animal you putting down an animal that is helpless, that is defenseless, and that depends on you to take care of it. You putting down an animal that is innocent and that didn't do anything to you, your family, or your kid. I mean, your kids, your wife, your life didn't do anything to you to deserve what you are doing to it. Do any of these chickens deserve for us to be chopping down on them? What did they do? The person next to you is more guilty and deserve you to eat on it more than 
these animals deserve for us to eat it. Like, if you're going to eat something, eat your own kind. That's why I say when you eating meat in the Bible, it's a part in the Bible that tell you. But God's telling you, if you're going to eat meat, pray over it. Pray over it first in Jesus' name because you're not supposed to eat it. It's a sin to eat meat. You're not supposed to eat it. And it said if you're going to eat meat, just pray over it. But you're not supposed to eat meat. Give it back to the dogs. That means get let the meat eat the meat. You know, let the meat eat the meat. And we as people, if we're going to eat somebody, then why don't you cause pain to your own kind? Don't go causing pain to some something else species that can't even fight you back or can't run from you, can't defend from you or whatever the case may be. Don't go eating on them, you know? And that's my opinion. That's what I had to say right there and right then. So, don't eat the sheep. Don't eat the frog. Don't eat don't eat the cow. Don't eat the chicken. <laughs> okay, but anyways. I got all off subject. I told y'all in the beginning, this is how it goes to me. I get all off subject. And then I say how I feel. But finally, I got it on wax. So, I want to talk about the rest of this, the true shepherd. Um, the shepherd had to know his flock in order to properly care for them. In order for God to care for us, do y'all realize that he got to know us? So, we are made in the likes of him. What do you think that means? So, if that that means that we are made from his, like, from him. Like, how we get things from our parents and our fathers when we go down the line and we born. We may not come out looking just like God, but we got characteristics of God. And this is where we get our tendencies from, and this is where it begins, okay? So, in order for him to care for us... He needs to know us and know what's best for us first. And believe you me, God done been through it all. He knows what's best for us because he knows all things. And he has been through all things because he is all things. So that is how you know. Um, the king, shepherd, and that imagery provides background for the metaphor of the good shepherd in Psalms 23. It depicts God as personally tending the sheep, going after the lost ones, gathering them from every place they have wandered, and leading them to green places with suitable food, rest, and refreshments, because God is the one. God and you know that Jesus is the living God. God is going to guide you back to where you need to be. His job. Because his job is to love us. And his job is to take care of us. And God will take all the sheep. Because sheep have a tendency to wander. They have a tendency to wander off and graze and get lost. And, you know, I was told once, my father told me, he said that the shepherd would break the lamb's legs because they had a tendency to run off. It made me think of something. It's a story I'm going to tell you later. But um, this means that they will disable, that he, the shepherd, will disable the lamb so that the lamb will stop, won't wander off and get hurt out there with the wolves and get lost and go off. But a way that what God would do is God would um, 
going after the lost sheep, going after the lost ones, and he was gathering them from every place that they had wandered because he wants to keep them safe and he would take them from where they were lost at the lost sheep but see in order to gather the lost sheep the lost sheep had to try to they had to listen and run from the wolves they had to fear the wolves and run in the opposite direction of the wolves and so the direction of the wolves was the shepherd they had to listen and trust and go and run to the shepherd when God sent those wolves out to go get the sheep he sent them out and trusting them and he sent them out and the, and the sheep he had to be able to trust the wolves and and the sheep had to be able to trust God and when the wolves came they weren't supposed to trust the wolves and go to them they were supposed to run from them and run to God okay so he went and he gathered all his lost sheep and he brought them back and in trusting God, you'll receive nourishment and care and good treatment. And he took them into green pastures where they could eat and they could graze in peace and love and happiness and sunshine and warmth and flowers and butterflies and birdies. And yep, I said it, all of that. Um, all right, so David, to whom psalms 23 is attributed understand the power of a good shepherd as service as a young shepherd david lived firsthand a shepherd's power over his flock which as described in john 10 comes from the intimate union knowing each one's by name meaning he knew all his sheep by name this right okay and from an unsurpassable love that impels the shepherd to lay down his life holy oh woolly for the sheep this is power fueled by love and shared and persuasive power quite different from that of a disposed who is removed from the people and makes oppressive pronouncements a good shepherd is not a cruel, disposed, or harsh overlord, but someone who is identifies with those who the weakest, who are the weakest and the most vulnerable. So a good shepherd identifies with his flock and his sheep. He he identifies with them, like he sympathizes for them, he has empathy for them, and he doesn't treat them less than what he believes that he is himself. He will treat them accordingly, how he would want himself to be treated. A, a good shepherd will make his flock feel loved and feel feel safe, you know? So a, a bad shepherd will make you, will talk down and, and take and starve and treat poorly, you know? That's how a bad shepherd would do his flock, but a good shepherd won't do that, okay? In fact, Ezekiel 34 offers a prophetic meditation on the false shepherds of Israel who scattered the flock with the result that the sheep became meat to all the beasts. This stands in vivid contrast to the shepherd, the Lord, who become who comes to rescue his sheep. God promises, I will seek 
out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered in the cloudy and dark day. So, meaning like, okay, people out here eating sheep. Remember, I just told you people that are out here eating sheep. Like, the sheep are getting, the wolves are eating the sheep. They may be allowed to eat the sheep, but that don't mean it's right. That definitely does not mean it's right because God is expecting his sheep to come back. God wants is looking for his sheep, and he's trying to protect them and keep them from harm's way. And the beast of the world are eating the sheep. So that is an opposer, and it's on the opposer. The opposers are eating the sheep. So that must be the wrong thing to do, which is eating the sheep flat out. Let me read that one more time at the end. God promises, I will seek out my sheep and deliver them from all the places where they were scattered in the cloudy and the dark, in the dark day. Okay. God says, I will seek that which was lost and bring again that which was driven away and will bind up that which has broken and will strengthen that which was sick. These attributes of a true shepherd emphasizes God's leadership and his providence and prevalent theme in Psalm. So God will make his his sheep stronger. He will take care. Let's see that again. He will seek his sheep and deliver them from the places where they were scattered in cloudy in dark day i will seek that which was lost so he will find his sheep that were lost and he will bring again that which was given with that which was driven away so the sheep if they were driven away ran away scared away whatever the case may be he will bring them back and will bind up that which has that was broken and he will fix whatever it is that was broken and he will strengthen that which was sick so if it was his sheep and they were hurting they were broken they were lost they were gone he was going to bring them back and he was going to make them better he was going to fix them he was going to make everything all right because that's what a shepherd does that's what a leader does that's what a boss does and that's what the head of a team does he takes care of his team and he makes sure his team is protected and he looks out for them and he makes sure they are right he feeds them he takes care of them he nourishes them he 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 plays the role he plays the lead role and that's what a father a father does that's what a shepherd does and that's what a boss does and that's what a leader does okay so that's what i was talking about the true shepherd no i did not read the whole thing but i don't want to come down to the point where i don't have any time to talk about the whole thing so i'm just going to enter that a good part that was the truth the true shepherd so the true shepherd is god and that was what i want i want i when i kind of stepped into this conversation i said okay you know you guys how how do y'all think what do you guys think about slavery and as you can see this is a blessing to be a slave for god is it a blessing 
because people look at it like, oh, well, that's a bad thing. I don't want to be no slave. I don't want to be no, you know, what is it a blessing about somebody else telling you what to do or being in charge of you or leading your life or because God is the one who loves us. It's like our parents. Our parents, they lead the way for us. They build the stairs to our future. And then we start, we finish the building them on the way. Um, but they love us. They love us. They love us dearly, unconditionally. They can, nobody else in the world could love us no more than God loves us. And I know we look at this like, oh, nobody in the world can love me more than my parent love me. But if you think about how God loves you and how much he loves you, then that will break down to you how much, if you think about your, how much your parents love you and how much they really are unconditionally there for you that should break down to you how much god truly loves you because god loves you more than your parents love you so if you believe your parents love you then that is a beautiful thing but god loves you more and when you love when somebody who loves us that much and is willing to put their life on the line and his life is everything that means that that is some that is a heck of a leader let me tell you that to have someone in charge of you that will never let nothing happen to you that you could trust if you but all you got to do is put your trust in him all you got to do is believe in him all you got to do is walk into his arms his arms are open he's trying to hold you he's trying to talk to you he's trying to communicate with you through life even if it's through me or through somebody else because god is on a move he's on the go right now it's go time for god it's his time to shine it is god time i'm telling you that he's um talking through things and people around you through numbers through symbols through signs i don't know if i've said this in one of my other segments before but i'm saying it now god is on go he he is everywhere and he is communicating with us because he has a message for all of us he has something to tell us and he wants to tell us it's time for us to wake up and pay attention to this world and connect with this universe and our spirit guides and our angels and we need to go in the right direction and direction is him we need to go right, not left. You know, we all left field over here. Everything, everything that went all left field. But let's get it right back on track. Get it right back on track and go right. Go the right direction. Go the right way. Head towards God. God is calling you. God is, 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 is he needing you right now. Like, if you just, for real, like, I know there's some people out there who God is sending signs to and he's talking to. And they're not listening. You're not listening to him when you see that number seven and he trying to tell you something. You're not listening to him when you see a picture of a, a Jesus. And ain't nobody telling you to praise the picture, but think about God. You don't have to look at what you see and take it for exactly what you see. You take it for what it could be. And what it could be is a sign from God. And that he's communicating with you. So go find a sign. Go find a positive sign. Anything that leads you to be the better you. You can learn something that's not good. And it can make you a better person. You can learn something that was not, you know, intended to drive you in the right direction. But it did drive you in the right direction. Because of the way your mindset is. And you chose to take it in a positive manner. If you take what life hands you. And you do something positive with it. Then that that's going to determine where you end up that's why they say if life hands you some sour lemons and you like what i'm gonna do with some lemons then what you gonna do with them lemons if if life hands you lemons make lemon juice make lemonade you know and sell it and make money get your money back for all them lemons that you bought okay 
go flat out. That's how that's gonna go. That was me talking about, uh, like I said, the shepherd. Okay, the true shepherd, and and that. What I'm saying with this true shepherd, what I was saying in the beginning again, oh, I was saying slavery. We got a good leader. We got a good master. We got a good king. We got a good good one. We got to be good subjects. We got to show caring and, and love and appreciation back to God. We got to praise him for what he's doing for us in our lives. Even in, in, in remember what I said about a hater is you cannot focus on what somebody else got going on because then you can't see what you got. And you got a lot going on. You got a lot going on. You got shelter. You got food. You got some clothes. It may not be the best clothes. It may not be the best food. It may not be delicacies. It may not be um, chicken and steak every night. It may not be uh, fish and chips every night. You know, whatever. It may not be a salad every night, but you got food. You got shelter. It may not be the best shelter. It may, the, 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 the lights may be faulty and they may go off sometimes. Uh, the electricity may go out a few times or it might be a little drafty over here. But you know what? You still got something that somebody else don't got, don't got. So remember, focus on what you got and what God has given to you. And then you can see the blessings that you really actually have. Remember, focus today. We was talking about blessings topic. All right. So there was Gemini. <laughs> 21 aka Ray the Lamb. I was talking fast. I was going. You was listening to Universal Chit Chat, random chit chat, BKA Universal Spirit Music A. And I am on a road today. Random topics, random subjects. But these subjects, these are special subjects. This is the spirit. This is God. This is love. This is what I like doing. And this is what I like people to see. And I like people to hear rather. So y'all get up with me on my live because I'm gonna be updating my live at the um i'm not gonna say on a specific day like at the end of the week if i say end of the week then you're gonna say i lied to you when i be random with it but i told you i was gonna be random so i'm not gonna say no specific day but i'm gonna come back to y'all with a little sum it up my sum it up sum it up sum it up um segment on my live sum it up live is um gemini 21 aka Red the lamb universal chit chat live okay so you can find that on youtube and i'll be updating my um my little mini pages and whatnot all of that soon so y'all can check on that look at my um go go follow me on my facebook and on my instagram be a follower no not Hold on, y'all. But that's gonna start a whole nother conversation. Be a follower. Be a follower in a good way, not in a bad way. Like follow the good things in life that you think that you should follow that other people do. Don't be a follower, like do everything that everybody do. Monkey see, monkey do. They wear um black. I wanna wear black too. No, you do be a follower in a good way. When you see somebody doing something good, you follow up. You follow suit, you do something good too. Alright? So that was me hollering at y'all about the true shepherd. And I'm gonna come back to y'all in a little bit. So right now we playing music on um shepherds and <laughs> I'm gonna find something. I bet you I find something. But you listen to these few songs real quick and I might come back to y'all with another random subject. So I hope I did good today. I hope y'all liked what I was doing. Up next, a few songs. I'ma be back.
like this is what your life like try to live the life right people really know you push your buttons like type right this is like a movie but it's really very lifelike every single night right every single fight right i was looking at the gram and i don't even like lights i was screaming at my daddy told me it ain't christ like i was screaming at the referee just like mike looking for a bright light seagull what your life like riding on a white bike feeling like a sight bike pressing on the gas supernova for a night like screaming at my dad and he told me it ain't christ like but nobody never tell you when you're being like christ only ever seeing me only when they need me like if tyler perry made a movie for bt searching for a deity now you want to see it free now you want to see it free let you see it three a piece tell me what your life like turn it down a bright light driving with my dad and he told me it ain't christ like i'm just trying to find i've been looking for a new way i'm just really trying not to really do the fool way i don't have a cool way being on my best though lock up on the text though Now that another word, let a picture or a desmo Wrestling with God, I don't really wanna rest so Man, it's really lifelike, everything in my life Arguing with my dad and he said it ain't Christ-like Try to talk to my dad, get him some advice, he starts spazzing on me.